Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a marksman, and I love film. As Henry Frederick Ariel once said, we only understand that which is already within us. Like, instinctively, I understand that high life is a masterpiece, but neither I nor Claire Denis can fully explain it to you. That's quite right, Henry Frederick. I know that feeling. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Barry Jenkins, Kevin Smith, Jamila Jamil, and even Ked Prambles. But this week is the brilliant comedian, Loisa Gola. Get over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you get an extra 15 minutes of chat with Luiso, where we talk about beginnings and endings, talk about the film that changed his perspective on something. You get a secret, you get the whole episode uncut and as a video, check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Ted Lasso season two has only two episodes left, so get caught up on all the eps on Apple TV+. Plus. Sorry I said eps, you know what I mean, I'm in the biz, that's how we do, I got time to say episodes, have we? And also check out Soulmates on Amazon Prime, one will make you happy, the other will make you thinky. So, Loisa Gola is a superstar comedian from South Africa, he had his own late night show for six years, he's now working mostly in the UK, we'd never met before, we recorded this on Zoom the other day, it was great. You're going to love it. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 166 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by an international superstar, a writer, a performer, a stand-up, an award winner, a late-night showman, a award-winning traveller of the world and performer in every venue you've ever seen, a hero (laughs) to people in all the continents. Please welcome to the show, the brilliant Luisa Gola! Yay, man. That's a great intro. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. I I hope I can match your energy. (laughs) So so far, so good, man. So far, so good. Now... (laughs) I am currently in America recording this, and you are currently in the London. London, yeah. The London, cool. That's one way to look at it. I'm in the London. Tell me about your... your you've been there a while now, right? Um, I've been here four months now, but I mean, I've been here maybe five years now. I've lived here for like 
on and off five years, but now I've kind of moved permanently. Also because it's 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 the, probably the most open place I can stay in, um, in terms of like everything is open. And then also it's it's very difficult to move around the world right now. So you just kind of stay put. You got bigger place and stick. Are you there? Are, are you doing just stand up there or are you doing other things? Doing stand up and other things. I eat as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Have sandwiches, have oh, coffee. So by yeah. other things, if, if that's what you mean, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. How's the stand-up going out in London? It's cool. I mean, stand-up is great. Uh audience is back to normal in London? Everything is back to normal in London. I was in a football game, 55,000 people, no mask in sight. Really? What was the game? Arsenal Tottenham. Okay, we're never talking about that. So it's uh, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, do you like films? <laughs> no, I'm not like a I'm not like a film person. Then you've come to the right podcast. Because I don't I mean I, I watch films but I don't have I don't necessarily have an academic understanding of them. That's okay. Like I don't know I just go, that's a good film, that was a bad film, or I enjoyed that, I didn't enjoy that. I don't I don't have like a, I wouldn't be able to write a thesis about the movie. Okay. Well, uh you were sent some homework and one of the the things on the homework was to send me three theses and I haven't received any of them. I don't know if that's going to be a problem. I'm only messing with you. I do. I, I interact with movies. I'm just not a movie buff is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's okay. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about your late night show that you had in South Africa. How long was that on? It was, it was we were on for like six years. Fuck. Like the Daily Show or something like that. But yeah, it was it was it was it was like that. But we did South African politics, and we went on. I mean, we didn't get canned or anything. I just quit. I was like, I'm tired of doing this, and I wanted. I couldn't travel as much as I. And we had yeah. gotten two Emmy nominations. It was great, man. We were we were we were cool. We were like in a great groove in a zone. Yeah. And I just made the decision to get out of there. Six years is a long time. How many? How many? It was every night of the week. No, once a week. Once a week. Okay. How many a season? We would do like 14 weeks. We did about 150 episodes, I think. Wow. Shit. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. I mean, I, it, if you love that kind of stuff, it's great. But if you, if you just want to get on stage and perform, mm-hmm. it's not, it takes up a lot of your time. Yeah, for sure. To do that kind of thing. Do you ever miss it? Or are you glad it's all done? I'm so glad it's done. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad it's done. I I really not in a bad way. It's like I'm, yeah. it's like doing. It's like I I I like the fact that I can exit stuff. You know, that's why I don't think mm. kids are for me because you can't exit kids. Yeah, it's a tricky one. That there's not there's not many ways of getting out of kids. I suppose you could give them up for adoption at any at any point. I suppose that's the only card you've got. Yeah, yeah. So so that yeah. So what I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like it's quite um. You gave your child for adoption. That would be that would be a very bizarre thing to explain to mm. other to other humans. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, one other thing I wanted to ask you. I didn't know this, I, and then this was on your Wikipedia page. So maybe it is not true. But your brother also does stand up. Is that correct? Yeah, he does. How is that between you two? Is it are you at all? Do you gig together? Are you competitive with each other? Is there any? Is it interesting? Mm. We have two different styles. We have, yeah. My brother is more of a director. My brother does a okay. lot of things. He directs commercials. He's like um, in, in the advertising world. He writes for shows. He does way more than me. Okay. 
<laughs> he's very multi. So, I mean, we don't really even compete about stuff. We don't compete at all. Have you ever done shows together? Of course, yeah, yeah. And it's not, you're never like, I got more laughs than you tonight? Mm, no. Good. No, not at all. We don't, we don't, no, no, no. Oh, it sounds like you got a very healthy relationship. Yeah, 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 we do. We really That's do. That's good. We're cool. Me and him are, me and him are in a very good place. That's very nice to hear. Loiso, I've forgotten to tell you something. And I probably should have told you, maybe even before we met, I could have texted you or... I feel like an idiot, but we're recording now. Yeah, I'll just say it and then we'll we'll deal with it, I guess. But um, I'm sorry, but you... Oh, here we go. You've died. You're dead. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. How did you die? I whew, I was in the subway mm-hmm. and someone just pushed me. Pushed you into the path of an oncoming train? Yeah. On the London Underground? Yeah. Was it a fan? Who was this? It was just a drunk human. Really? Not yeah. targe- It wasn't targeted, random? It was extremely random. Wow. Jesus. No. I mean, literally no one's died that way on this show. That's quite uh, it's quite. <laughs> quite a it was seemingly gruesome but yeah yeah it was not as painful as people would anticipate like it was for you it was pretty instant yeah it was pretty instant hit hit the hit the ground and then got run over or or the train hit you as you were falling it was pretty simultaneous it was just right it was like falling before i even hit the ground right do you worry about death no not entirely i think about it Mm mm-hmm I, I I think about like what would people say in my obituary? Like what would people say in my at my funeral? What would they say? Like what would they like whether they're lying or being truthful? What would they or what would they think of me? What would they like? How would they go? How would they remember me as a human being? Can you take a guess and do do your eulogy for me now? No, I don't do it like that. I I, I think about it like in a. I'm interested. I, the only thing I I it's like I wish I could hear how other humans consumed me. Right. Like, I don't imagine it. I wonder about, oh man, how, how, which is essentially just probably asking myself, how am I living my life? Mm. More than, more than sort of um, thinking about like how, well, what the speech would be. I'd be like, oh man, would they, would people think that I'm living a full life? Would they think I'm lazy? Would they think I'm inconsiderate? You know, that kind of stuff. I, I would, yeah. I don't, I don't. I haven't formulated into a speech in my head yet. That's what I. If we if we're taking stock of it today, uh, what do you think they think in terms of are you living your fullest life? I don't know. I mean, what do you think? It it doesn't matter what I think is what I'm saying. I'm saying that remember you don't get when you when when someone is talking on your behalf and you're dead. The point Mm. is that you can't you can't represent yourself. So it doesn't, some people think they were helping out and then people are like, mm, that person was a dick or whatever the, whatever the situation is. And so like, what's, what's extremely interesting to me is that whatever effort and whatever you're trying to do might not yield the final result that you actually want. And sometimes you got to be at peace with that. Mm. So for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm less obsessed with whether I'm living life full or not, because it doesn't matter what, what direction I'm going and, at the end of the day, is how the world received me because all the stuff I'm doing for the world, in the world, around other people, and how are they viewing that? Mm. What uh, do you do? You believe in an afterlife? What do you think happens when you die? 
I, I don't even think that's important. I, I find that's not so important. I think if it is, it's, it, it is. There's no real evidence there. There is tangible evidence. And by definition, the term belief means that something that can't be proven, but you hang on to a hope that it does exist. Mm-hmm. So as Africans, well, specifically Southern Africans, we believe, no, we don't believe, we, believe, we do believe in an afterlife. And we have rituals and prayers and things that insinuate there's an afterlife. But that, you know, there's no real scientific evidence that could be used in a modern context that proves that. Do I believe it? Yes. And do I adhere to that? Yes. But does that got to do with my belief or just a sense of identity? It could be just a sense of identity. So those are the things I tend to like grapple with. Can you tell me what the the image is of the afterlife? Of the afterlife? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I've never thought of it. Never thought of the afterlife. I've never thought, I've ne- I've, I really haven't. I mean, never thought of it. Absolutely never thought of it. Can you think of it now? I'm not a spontaneous human in that sense. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What's the afterlife look like? Hmm. Am I ruining your podcast? Am I like, I, I mean, that's am I not like, for me to say. You see what I'm, yeah. So, because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if. <laughs> What does the afterlife look like? Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, oof. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm just blocking my brain from thinking about it. I don't know. Okay. Well, I've got, I've got, I, I can tell you. The thing is, we can shortcut this and I can tell you because there is a heaven. And what it looks like is what's your favorite thing? Uh, it's probably watching a football game. Right. It's, it's a football stadium, it's, a fucking, it's fucking Wembley. It's it's this beautiful football stadium and all your friends are there and all the people that love you and all your favourite footballers, they're all there. Everyone's hanging out. It's very chilled, but it's cool. There's football if you want. And also everyone there, they're very excited to see you, but they want to talk to you about your life through film. Because most of they love football, they also love film. And they've heard what a massive film buff you are and they've read all your theses that you wrote before you died on film. <laughs> and they want to get into it with you. And the first thing they ask is, what is the first film you remember seeing? The crazy thing about the way I've consumed film mm-hmm. is that I really only really started speaking English properly from probably the age of nine, ten. Okay. So only the movies that we really enjoyed and my first sort of bunch of movies we watched were kung fu movies oh yeah uh, yeah we only when i was young we only just watched kung fu movies on it was a saturday you pay a certain amount of money and then you watch kung fu movies and it was you know at the cinema this was at the cinema like so it would be like a hall and then they would have a projector it would project these films and then you know cool. every every saturday we cool and so that's my first memory of like film and just going out and watching something and then when when i was like slightly older i enjoyed going to the cinema Mm. i remember like me and my friends going to watch james bond i think it was golden eye oh yeah golden yeah that was in that came out 96 or something 96 97 i think think or even even earlier like 95 yeah yeah i remember us being excited to see that and uh going to Golden Acre Cinema, and it was amazing. Oh, nice. Did you want to do Kung Fu? Did you come out of these Kung Fu films? Doing oh, yeah. Fu? You As soon as I got out of there, we, we would just imitate those things and make the sound effects. And it was... The, the, thing about, the thing about films 
is that if they're in English and you don't speak English, it doesn't make sense. And yeah. so with Kung Fu movies, it was great because there was no language. It was, even if you were like an English speaker, the most, yeah. the most exciting thing about the Kung Fu movies is the actual fighting. Yes. So, yes. so imagine now you, you don't have any idea what they're saying. And then all you're excited about is the fighting. And then you're like, oh, this is amazing. And they just keep fighting all the time. It's amazing. It was just, for me, it was just the most amazing thing. That's cool. Do you have a favorite Kung Fu movie? Um, I remember watching Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon mm -hmm. was a great film, but Enter the Dragon was, it was clean. It was crisp. It was like a, it was like a Hollywood yeah. production. But you must, you must remember like the, the movies that I was accustomed to, it was just the, the forest of Hong Kong and people were just, beating the crap yeah. out of each other, whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? And so it was great. So that was, and so when I, when I saw Enter the Dragon, I could tangibly see the shine. Yeah, that's this so a, interesting. This is, this is a much shinier product. Yeah. The mirror scene, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That's cool. So I would say Enter the Dragon because the other ones I didn't, it, it had a story. The other ones mm -hmm. were kind of like the same. It's like, it's like your average Hollywood rom-com, your average Bollywood movie, your average, all these stories are kind of like the same. And so with, it's the same with the Kung Fu movies, the same as the revenge. It's the, then you're like, okay, cool. I get it. But Enter the Dragon just had a little thing to it, had a, had a little polish to it that I really like. Yeah. So, That's the money behind it. Yeah. What's the film that scared you the most? Do you like being scared? Do you get scared? Yeah, this scared me the most. Um, oh, what was the one with the clown um, back in the day? Oh, man. It. 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 I remember staying up late on a Saturday to watch it, and it freaked me the hell out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, and and uh, Chuck, what's the Chucky? one with Chuck? Chucky, uh, yeah, Chucky. Child's Play. Child's Play. Yeah. Those two movies I remember as a child being extremely scary and being like extremely scared to like watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It the mm. original it is fucking scary. And child's play. I mean they got similar faces, haven't they? Yeah. I think I think I did watch the original it. That's the yeah. one that freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you like watching horror films now? Nah, I think they're horrible. I don't like horror <laughs> I it's 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 I don't know. I I went to go see one recently i don't i forgot what it's called but it's it's called a silent place it's like when they make a noise oh a quiet place yeah a quiet place or something i yeah. watched the second movie and i was, yeah. and i was so disappointed and i was like i was not invested in any of the people's survival oh wow <laughs> you were like make some noise yeah i was just like you know what if these people die i don't care if they live i don't care <laughs> do you are you a crier what's the film that made you cry the most um, was a John Singleton movie called Higher Learning. Yeah, I love that film. It's when they shot Tyra Banks, mm. and there's this character played by oh, why do I keep forgetting this dude's name? Um, anyway, he shoots her, and then she's like, "Then," and I was like, I think I was like, she was like the hottest thing at the time. I thought she was the hottest human, mm. and I was this child, and then and then this guy just shoots her, and you cried, and then I was like, oh my god, yeah, that was the first time I kind of. Shed a, shed a tear on, for something that happened on screen, I think, <laughs> in a yeah. movie. That's a great film. We don't talk about it anymore. That should come up more. Yeah. Good film. What was the last film that made you cry? I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big crier. No. I'm, I'm definitely not going to cry at the cinema. It has to be like, it's, it's just one of those. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't think I will. you got to be on your yeah. own. Not necessarily. I, I don't know. I just suck it up and keep moving. <laughs> That's my... 
I know it's unhealthy, but that's my vibe. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Let's keep going. No, I get that. I get that. I mean, yeah. I go to the cinema to cry, but I have to go on my own. There has to be no one else in the cinema. Has to be empty. I have to have emptied the cinema. Right, 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 right. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I get it. What's the film that people don't like? It is not critically acclaimed, but you love it unconditionally and everyone else is dumb. Guy Ritchie's first film? Uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think you can have it. People like it though, but you can have it. It's because I don't know the... the so when you say critically acclaimed, because I'm not in the film world, I don't know what's, yeah, what's yeah, reputable yeah. or not. It kind of yeah. like, I, it's like, oh, I like that film. I like that film. So I don't... I don't know if it's critically acclaimed or not, you know. I just go, oh, that was, that was Swordfish. <laughs> I don't know. Swordfish is a great answer. I love yeah. Swordfish. Sword, yeah. The only problem with Swordfish, Swordfish opens with a really cool speech about how movies, action movies work and how this film is like, and it sort of deconstructs them. And then in the end, it does exactly, it's just an, exactly an action film. And you go, you told right. us you were going to not do this. And then you, yeah, oh, you yeah. just did it. But it is cool, that film. Mary and Malcolm. Malcolm and Mary. Yes, that is a good answer. Yeah, that that's the you most that? recent film where I was like, every time I mentioned it to people, they were like, oh, that thing was blah. And I was like, that was a, <laughs> that was a great, I thought it was a fantastic film. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's because I love dialogue a lot. Me too. I love film where it's a couple just arguing for two hours. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. I love I love dialogue. Yeah. Do you write? Do you write scripts? Fiction? I should. <laughs> yeah. I should. I just um, just write. I just commit my ideas to stand up more than anything. And I've been yeah. told I kind of kind of take some of my ideas and put them in other in other spheres. And I go, mm, I'm gonna take this to the stage. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> what is the film that you used to love? You loved it. But then you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh, no, I don't like this anymore. The Mask. Really? Well, I love The Mask. What's The Mask done? What's wrong with The Mask now? When I watched it again, I was like, how was I not aware as a kid this, there's so much sexual innuendo involved? <laughs> <laughs> it's, hi- it's highly sexual. And I'm like, God damn, this is crazy. How did I watch this as a child? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, was, it came out in 90... I think that's 95, 96, 94, around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. I mean, I was I was 12. It was very... I remember... Listen, I was a child and it was very sexy. I remember it being very yeah, sexy. Yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought like, okay. I... I yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought 
I would again. And I, but I did enjoy it. It wasn't like, it wasn't horrendous, but it was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't remember this thing like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to watch that tonight. Uh, what, I mean, you've totally sold it as well. What's the, uh, what's the film <laughs> that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had around seeing the film will always make it special to you, Luisa Gola. There's a film on Netflix, which mm-hmm. is a Spanish film, called The Platform. Fucking love that film. I think that film is fucking brilliant. Go on. Yeah, I really loved it, man. I thought, like, it was absurd in its setting, mm. but at the end of it, you kind of knew the point of it, and it, the point was clear, and it opens up, like, a tunnel to many debates and yeah, and, and understanding of the world. I thought that was a great film yeah and it's and it's absurd because it doesn't it's very it's a lot of dialogue it's grimy mm. but at the end of it you're like oh that's what it is <laughs> that's what's like oh well done i'm out of your bye yeah well Take done such a clever bit of writing that film like every five minutes there's a new idea or a new question it's really good yeah it's really clever so i yeah that's my that's that's what i go that that film really had me open and when did you watch that? Did you watch that during the pandemic, during like lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. Were you alone in lockdown? Yeah, I was alone the whole time, yeah. Oh my God. Did you go mad? Yeah, it was great. Oh. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It was cool. I was cool. I mean, I'd go out, I'd jog and do all kinds of stuff, but I would come home and, and watch stuff. It was great, man. It was really great. That's good. What's the film you most relate to, Luisa Gaida? Most relate... <laughs> Man, it's actually probably one of my favorite films. Probably Goodfellas. I mean, Goodfellas is one of the greatest films of all time. Sure. What about Goodfellas do you relate to? I think the idea that like there are a group of guys mm-hmm. who don't necessarily abide by the law and they have a world they kind of exist in and they, they have specific rules to adhere by. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and it's 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 like when I look at people with cancel culture, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd go, oh man, you know, like some of the people where I grew up, a person would come, like person you'd never met, you hear of them, they come back, like, where was this person? Oh, this person's in jail. They did this or whatever the case is, but they part of the community, you know, and the community was not like, obviously they don't want them to fucking kill another human or do anything bad, but they like, this person is equally a part of this little society that we're in. Mm. And we can't really look at them like, oh, they they this other thing, you know? Yeah. And so I appreciated that from that film. It was like, oh, no, these are complex human beings. And mm. they've made a decision in their lives that kind of impacts all parts of their lives. But it was great to just see them as humans as well. And also just to be like, to the average eye, what the way they live their lives is very chaotic but there's a hierarchy right yeah there's, there's a lot of rules yeah yeah so there's a like for instance when um when uh joe pesci's character gets killed mm-hmm. and then De Niro's narrating he said there's nothing we could do it killed a made man we yeah. just had to sit there and take it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and and that's just rules you know he he, he killed a made man those are the rules you know, and it, yeah. it, and for me, it's like, sure, they don't live in this world that most of us in society, but they, they, they've created their own system and constitution. 
that they mm. govern themselves by. And if you really being scrutinize them, they are as violent as the legitimate government. Mm. I love that answer. I love that answer a lot. Oh, yeah. Go. Cool. Well, th- uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, that's your best answer so far. What's the. <laughs> And, and and how does that relate to cancel culture? Do you mean in terms of like people being sort of shunned, Uh-oh. but they're still we're all still part of the human race? Is that yeah? They, no, they don't consider that this person exists in the society. Yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of person exists in the society, so they don't go. This person is part of us. We have mm. to live and deal with them. They go, let's cancel them so that they don't exist. We don't have to see them. Yeah, you see what I mean. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that's yeah, a very bizarre way of sort of dealing with this thing. Fascinating. Louisa Gola, what's the sexiest film you've ever seen other than The Mask? Uh, probably Swordfish. I think Swordfish was cool. Yeah. Because of the Halle Berry scene. Yes. And yeah, I thought, like, whew, yeah, Sword, yeah. Swordfish but, is uh, an unusual thing in terms of like the way the world is, was that it was like part of the selling, part of the selling of the film, like part of the kind of advertising of it was something like we've paid Halle Berry an extra million to show you her boobs and that was kind of like in the in the promotion material selling yeah it. yeah it was like this is the this is it I don't know if that would happen anymore it's it's kind of odd oh no it, it probably would yeah maybe yeah yeah it would I think it's there's room for it it's just it's been done yeah you'd be using the same trick twice uh there's a subcategory to this question and the okay. category is Troubling Boners, Worrying Wydons. A film you found arousing that you weren't sure you should of. I don't know. I don't genuinely get aroused at the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't genuinely get aroused by things that I'm like, I'm probably the most sexually contained human. Please, ex- please elaborate. Like I don't. I'm predictable in that sense. Like a, a heterosexual human mm-hmm. would, if you tick the things that they would tell them, it, that would be it. And so that's why I always like, uh, I'm highly lucky in, in the sense that I don't have to explain myself a lot in terms of what I'm attracted to. Uh, whereas a lot of people have to explain, oh no, I'm into toes. Oh no, I'm into, oh, I'm into like the genetic boring stuff. So yeah. the question that you pose kind of like taps into a spectrum of sexuality that exists somewhere, right? Yeah. And and for me, to a certain extent, I kind of I'm kind of boringly fit into the to the <laughs> nothing. Nothing has caught you by surprise. Yeah, boobs, breasts. You know, I'm just like, mm. and if I get a boner in the middle, of, I'm not. It's not because of the thing that's in front of me. It's something that I'm thinking about. Of you know what I mean. It's not necessarily what's in front of me. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's... Uh, <laughs> so it could be something yeah. in front of you, you get a boner, but it's because you're still thinking about Halle Berry. Boom. <laughs> that's, 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 yes, I'm, I, I would really, I'm a hetero, boring, normative, normal, whatever yeah. the, the, pro, <laughs> the pronoun is. <laughs> uh, I, I get it. I get it. Tell me this. Objectively... Yeah, what is the greatest film of all time? Might not be your favorite, but objectively, it's the best film. That's a highly academic question in the sense that, and I, in the beginning of it, I did make a disclaimer. Yes. That I'm not a, I would have to explain it. I ac- made a big disclaimer. 
yeah, I, I, I would have to. You practically to... said you don't watch films. Yeah, 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 but turns out I do watch them. But, <laughs> but I don't have the, the academic in- increment to sort of articulate the points. So critic, I'm going to probably, my favorite film is probably Goodfellas. And then the, yeah. the film, which is objectively one of the greatest. Oh, this is so predictable. It's The Matrix. Huh. That's not predictable. I thought you were going to say The Godfather. Everyone always says The Godfather. So that wasn't predictable at all. Great answer. Yeah, I would say The Matrix. It's it like really... I can see that. It, yeah, it has it has all the things to make a movie, like a good one. Yeah. And it pulls yeah. everything off. And it pulls everything off. Great story, great it's acting. Philosophical. Great... Yeah, it's, yeah, it does all the... Objectively, that's a good film. Redefined filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good answer. I can I can go with that. You can live with that. Ah, oh, as I was yeah. writing that down, I was like, ah, oh, am I predictable? Not at all. Everyone always says the Godfather. Matrix is a much more interesting answer because there's so much going on in the Matrix, and it did change, you know, the filmmaking techniques used and the fact that it's it deals with religion and philosophy and all sorts. It's a fucking great great answer. Congratulations, that's your second best answer. That was a question I was most frightened about stressed about <laughs> well, yeah like, oh, man. you're all right you've done good yeah yeah you can relax now what's the film uh that you could or have watched the most over and over again goodfellas yes me too i watch it maybe twice a month i mean i've talked about it a lot on this podcast but you could watch, you could watch it every day i find different things to like about the film every time mm. one of my favorite things one of my favorite it's the one when he's narrating Henry Hill's talking Henry and he's like he's introducing all everyone mm-hmm. and then he says um, oh that's Paulie and and Paulie comes out everyone's making a racket outside yeah. and it's a shot of Paulie with his face kind of frowning and then he's moving like like an a he's like that's Paulie he moves slow he only moves slow because you didn't have to move for nobody <laughs> <laughs> I was like what <laughs> and that's a you know that's sort of kind of like a good intro like, really oh intro. what a good uh yeah. economy of words yeah it tells you everything you need to know and but it, he's not saying he's the boss you find out later that he's the main guy sort mm. of in that but he's like hey, that's paulie he moves slow he moves slow because uh he didn't have to move for anybody i was like oh really really good accent as well Oh, thank you. <laughs> I watched a lot of gangster movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. Okay, good answer. We don't like to be negative, Louisa Kyler. So we'll do it fairly quick. What's the worst film you ever saw? That was the only question I was going to refuse to answer. I respect that. Because I realized I've kind of entered the world where I could audition for these people. <laughs> yeah. And I know I, I, I'm a, I won't tell you who, but a couple of weeks ago, I auditioned for an Oscar-winning director. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It's extremely exciting. So when I... But that did that same person make your worst film? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but I'm saying I'm in that world. If a person... Because yeah, yeah. if they want you for a part, they'll look at the, the stuff that you said. Now you've yeah. said that the film is the worst film. Now you've just closed down. Mm. You've unnecessarily shut your way out of a... How did the audition go? Have you got the part? Tell us everything. I didn't get. I, I didn't get the part. I I can't really talk about it because the movie's okay. not being made. It's it's still being made. I didn't get the part, but mm. the movie's made. I can't really. I can't tell you who the director is. I can't. I I know he's got an Oscar. That's cool. Best picture. 
best pizza, worst film. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I respect it. I respect it. I can't force you to do that. Uh, what's the film that made you laugh the most? Snatch. Yeah? Yeah, between Snatch and The Big Lebowski. Oh, nice. The Big Lebowski was so subtle and so... It wasn't... It wasn't... It, wa- it wasn't looking for the laughs. Yeah. It, it, it just kind of... But it, it's written in such a funny way that this cat, they've, they've, when he pulls out a gun in the, in the, in the bowling alley and everyone's like, what the fuck? We didn't even, die. We didn't, we didn't even know you had a gun. He's like, bro. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck? And it, you know, it's such a funny scene where he just pulls out the gun and everyone's like, my brother, we had no idea you even had a gun. You think that guy is shocked? We're shocked as well. <laughs> and you're like, yo, man, it's just a rug. Take it easy, you know? And then um, Snatch for me was, it's not, it's not obviously funny. Mm. It's like, I don't know if you remember the scene where they're looking for Freddy Four Fingers. Yeah, go on. And then he's walking into the, to the porn shop mm-hmm. with, um, with the briefcase. And then the four guys are outside and they're waiting for him. And then the one gets, uh, as he walks out the van, he goes, did he have four fingers? And then the one says, oh, sorry, couldn't get me binoculars out on time. And then, <laughs> and then, and then it was like, this is, this is such a, it's such a bizarre, you know, yeah. such a bizarre thing that's happening. You know, they're on this big mission, but they're bumbling all the way. And, and as they're bumbling, it's, you know what I mean? It's so, it's funny. Even like just a brick top, he's a, he's got them tied up and then he, he does this monologue. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. And I, I snatch. Yeah. He goes, do you know what the meaning of nemesis is? A righteous retribution of pain personified by an appropriate, manifested by an appropriate agent, personified in this particular case by an orrid cunt. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I go, yeah, but who who the fuck says that? <laughs> you know, it's such, who does a poem before yeah, killing yeah, yeah. you? know what I mean? That's great. And uh, it's just funny. It was, yeah. I love that The Big Lebowski is is scripted as is. I, I liked reading that, that Jeff Bridges is like, yeah, all the ums, all the errs were literally scripted. Like, it, it, there's no improvising going on in Big Lebowski. It's, they're all... Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're all saying exactly what was written. I find that interesting. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Luisa Geiler, you have been brilliant. Despite thinking you couldn't do this, you've done very, very well. Now, however, when you were, <laughs> when you were on the London Underground and you were waiting for a train and a drunk guy, totally random, didn't know you, I wasn't wasn't targeted you, but he was like, you know, I pushed someone in front of the train, pushed you. As you hit the ground, the train hit you. It was very gruesome. It was instant. But I'm walking around the tube. I've got a coffin with me. You know what I'm like? I'm looking for you. I'm like, where's Larissa? I was going to go see him at Top Secret, but uh, he wasn't there. Anyway, I get down to the tube platform. It's a fucking mess. You are all over the place. You're on the ceiling. You're on the walls. I'm having to pop down, keep having to jump out every time a train goes past. Pop down, I'm collecting all the, all the bits of you I can. There's more of you than I was expecting. It's a fucking mess. I stuff you in the coffin. You're all in there, but it's rammed. There's no room in this coffin. There's, there's literally just enough for me to slip a DVD into the side of the coffin for you to take to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. And one night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone in heaven when it is your movie night? Loisa, Gola, go. Oh, my God. 
Probably good fellas. <laughs> um, probably the Matrix. Lovely. You can take the Matrix. It'll blow people's minds. It holds up. Yeah, I think it's the only movie that doesn't have a timeline per se. You can have that. The uh, the ideas are the ideas are um, are timeless. Yeah. And also just the idea of being in another world, another life, in another dimension could be a good way it's yeah the themes the themes are relevant that's cool yeah (laughs) thank you for doing this is there anything you would like to tell people to look out for you're in london at the moment doing gigs is there anything else we should know about oh i'm on tour i I start (laughs) on i i I start my tour on thursday coventry so people must go to loisogola.com for tickets i'm all i am all over the uk so go to loisogola.com go to my instagram loisogola l-o Y-I-S-O-G-O-L-A. That's my Instagram and that's also my Twitter. And yeah, loisogola.com and find out where I'm playing next. Um, I'm on my, my tour ends on the 31st of October in Leicester Square, London. Hey. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, thank you for doing this, my man. Uh, I appreciate you and have a lovely death. Uh, take care. <laughs> See you later. Death. Alright, cool. So that was episode 166. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 15 minutes of chat, secrets and video with Luiso. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why. I don't want to hear about the show, I want to hear about your film you love. Do you know what I mean? It's nice to read, isn't it? Other people can read it too. It's a community thing. Go on. Thank you so much to Luiso for doing the show. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAST for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come and join me next week. Oh, I've got a fucking great guest next week. Oh, my God. I ain't even going to tell you because you're going to love it. And the suspense. If I had told you, I don't think you'd be able to wait. So just, you just have to see, won't you? Anyway, I hope everyone is well. Thank you very much for listening and love to you all. So that is it for now. In the meantime... Have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more. Online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen.
Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.